Dear Diary, January 3rd. Today, I start my New Year's resolutions for the second time. Dear Diary, January 9th. Today, I start my New Year's resolutions for real. Dear Diary, January 14th. Today, I began a new life. Now, I know I'm really going to start my New Year's resolutions. So, here's the big question. How do everyday people like us, who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. My name is Jeremy Whaley. I'm your host, and it's so wonderful to have you join me for this episode that uh, I think is really going to help a whole lot of you today. I've called this episode Live and Let Go, because what we find, you know, just a couple weeks into the new year is sometimes we, we get a little stuck, and sometimes it's just time to let go and let it flow and get back into the groove of things. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And kind of the theme for this episode is perfection kills progress. So live and let go and perfection kills progress, two uh, valuable themes that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Before we get there, um, really huge celebration. I've got uh, Think Rich 2020 up and live, and it's ready for you guys to go check it out. You can go to thinkrich2020.com, thinkrich2020.com if you've been waiting for it. Uh, I've already emailed it out to several of you. Several of you have already jumped in, and you've been going through the videos, and you've been loving it. And uh, give me some really great feedback. But Think Rich 2020 is available now. And so all you need to do is just go over to thinkrich2020.com and check it out for yourself. And, of course, if you have any questions, just send me an email, and I'll be happy to answer those and get you set up. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into Live and Let Go. of you have ever experienced the New Year's sabotage? What is a New Year's sabotage? Well, you set your goals, you get all excited about New Year's, you know, here's January 1st, you survived Thanksgiving, you survived Christmas, you survived all the chaos, now it's a new year, and you're going to get healthy, you're going to start setting your goals, you're going to go achieve all the great stuff you said you're going to achieve, and you start strong, and that first day... You know, you do something physical, you do something to change the pattern up a little bit. And the second day, sometimes it's pretty strong. And then, you know, maybe the first week is pretty strong and then life happens. Then there's life and it slaps you upside the head and boom. And before you know it, you're a week into the new year and you've already fallen short on half of your resolutions and the other half are in jeopardy and you've been eating too many carbs and you didn't make it to the gym and you didn't do all the things you said you were going to do. And usually about this time, you know, about two or three weeks into the to the new year, you start to feel like, ah, why do I even bother? In fact, I one time made a joke with my wife. I said, I'm just going to resolve for the new year to not make any resolutions. That way I know I can absolutely stick to my resolution to not make any resolutions. And that's how we feel. That's how we feel a lot of times. This year for me, the life event that happened was our little dog, Nina. Now, some of you are already aware of what happened to Nina, but for those of you who don't know, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on Nina. Nina 
is part of our family. I bought this little dog. She's exactly five pounds. She's a white Maltese, pure white. And I bought her for my wife on our first uh, Christmas together. So we'd been married for one year, and it was our first Christmas after we'd been married for a year. And uh, she just absolutely loved this dog. And we obviously, we got the dog before we had kids or anything, and she pampered this dog and dressed her up like a princess and all this stuff. And so that was about 13 years ago. Nina is now 13 years old, and um, she's been with us through the birth of our three children and three miscarriages, and, you know, she's been there for the whole thing. She is, you know, outside of my wife and me, she's the only thing in our household that has experienced our entire marriage. And so, um, obviously, we're connected to the little dog. Well, a couple of weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, uh, one Sunday night, actually, it was exactly two weeks ago, I can tell you, because I'm recording this episode on a Sunday night, and it was I was about to record that week's episode, and um, let Nina out to go to the bathroom, and she never came back. And so, you know, here I'm planning on recording a podcast that night. Next thing I know, I spent about four or five hours walking around in the cold, around the neighborhood, looking for the dog, and um, you can tell where this is going. We never found the dog. And so everybody's just absolutely devastated. My wife is crying hysterically because it's her dog. I mean, this is this is not just her dog. This is her firstborn, basically. And so, you know, we go through Monday, put up flyers. Nobody's seen the dog. Nobody responds. And, you know, basically by Wednesday evening, you know, we're, we're pretty much like, okay, this dog has gone to puppy heaven. I mean, it was a cold, cold night. It was just barely above freezing. We didn't think the dog could survive. Well... Long story short, I'll give you the, the happy ending here. Um, Thursday, we ended up with a phone call from the vet, from a vet that we actually did not go to, but my wife uh, somehow got connected with this vet through Facebook. And somebody had found the dog and turned her into their vet, which was, like I say, this vet that we did not normally go to. And we got our dog back, and everything moves on happily ever after, right? So that's the story of Nina, and everybody's happy now because Nina's home, and crazy enough, she was barely even dirty. We don't know where she spent the night, but we got the dog back, and everybody's happy. But that week, that week, which was two weeks ago tonight, um, that week really messed up my new year because I was in a good groove, and I was doing all these great things, and I was getting really great traction. I just released this new program, Think Rich 2020, and I was expecting to have a really productive week, and instead, what happened is our family was overcome with grieving. And our family was overcome with all this uh, chaos surrounding a dog. Now, that may seem crazy to you if you're not a dog person. But for those of you who understand, you know, if you, if you lose your pet, you know, especially a dog that's been with you through that much, it's a very emotional experience. And so for the entire week, I was trying to figure out, okay, I got to get a podcast out. and I need to turn this grieving into a lesson. And I couldn't come up with anything. I, I tried and I tried and and I, I stayed up all night one night trying to come up with a podcast to put out two weeks ago and I the entire week went by. And so normally, if you guys know, you've been listening, I do a podcast on Monday and I do, do one on Thursday. So Monday goes, Tuesday comes, Wednesday. Now I'm thinking, okay, it's Wednesday. I'll just record one for Thursday. I could not come up with an episode. I tried and I tried. And before I know it, the whole week's gone and I didn't even get a podcast out. Well, then this past week, Guess what happened? I was spending, I, I got into a cycle and I started thinking about all these things that were going wrong and, and how I wanted things to be different. And before I know it, I let an entire week go by without doing another episode. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Well, I'm telling you this because this is life. This is life. And it's so easy whenever we don't 
see things coming to fruition the way that we wanted them to come to fruition. Whenever we set a plan in motion and we think this is how it's going to play out and then something else happens, it's so easy to get off of our game. And before you know it, you lose a week or two weeks or three weeks, or in some cases you lose a year or two years or three years of your life because something got you off track and you didn't come back on track. So here's the key. The key is to not get stuck. The key is whenever life happens, we let it bounce off of us and we just get back in the saddle. And, you know, that's the best thing I can do here. You know, be an example to you here. I've gone two weeks without doing a podcast and I feel horrible about it, but I'm back. I'm doing a podcast. And we just talk about the reality that life happens. And if you're going to be successful, you can't get focused on what just happened. You can't get focused on the events that just played out that weren't perfect. You have to focus on the events that you can change moving forward. You can't change the past. You can only change the future. And the way we change the future is to make decisions that we act upon right now. So the key, whenever life happens, when your New Year's resolutions get off track, the key is to not get stuck. Just get back on the the proverbial horse and keep riding, keep moving forward, keep making progress. One of the reasons we get stuck is because we live in patterns. We've talked about this before. But as human beings, we we get stuck in patterns of behavior. And some of the patterns are positive and some of the patterns are negative. Another name for these patterns is something we call a habit. Now, normally we refer to habits as good things, but the reality is a habit is nothing more than a pattern and it can be constructive in our life and it can be destructive in our life. Whenever we set New Year's resolutions, whenever we say we want to make some changes, there's just one big problem. When we want to make a change, it requires we break an old pattern and we start a new pattern. And that's one of the reasons it's so easy to uh, drop our New Year's resolutions is because when we set a New Year's resolution, we, we not only have to create this new pattern, we have to drop the old pattern. And then as soon as we've created this new pattern, guess what happens? Something called life, the dog disappears or the kids get sick or the flu shows up or whatever. Something comes called life and it interrupts the pattern. And once we interrupt the pattern, guess where your brain automatically takes you? It takes you right back to comfort. It takes you right back to where you've been, which was your previous pattern, not the new pattern, not the new habit. They say 21 days to create a new habit. I don't know. I don't know what the science is behind it. I just know this. Once you create a new habit, you have to stick with it. And if you get off, you have to come back and you have to keep reinforcing it and keep reinforcing it. Otherwise, you'll lose that new habit. And so if we want to create change, here's what we have to do. We have to break that old pattern, create the new pattern, and then reinstill it over and over. And the longer we repeat that pattern, the more ingrained it becomes, both positive and negative. So if you've been repeating a negative pattern, if you've been drinking a little too much, or you've been eating a little too much, or you've been whatever, you can fill in the blank, you've been feeling a little too lazy, whatever that pattern is that you've been doing, the longer you do it, the more ingrained it becomes. And now we have to break that old pattern and replace it. And it's not just enough to, to break the pattern. It's not just enough to say, oh, I recognize I've been watching a little too much TV and I've been being a little too lazy. It's not enough just to recognize it. We have to replace it. We have to fill in the void. Once you recognize you've been watching too much TV or you've been eating too many carbs or you've been, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're wanting to change, 
once you recognize that, yes, we have to break the pattern, we have to cut it off, and at the same time, we have to simultaneously insert a new pattern that will fill that void. Another thing that really gets in the way of these New Year's resolutions is this idea of perfection. Now, most people don't say they're perfectionists. Most people won't admit that. But the truth is, we are. We want to do things at a very high level. And, you know, you're already trying to change something that you don't like about yourself. You know you're overweight, so you're saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day. And I hate being overweight, so I'm going to overdo it. And I'm going to go to the gym an hour and a half every day, seven days a week. And you have this new standard that it's not just the opposite of what you did, but it's the perfect version of it. It's like, now I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to go do it perfectly. And so you start trying and trying, and then boom, something happens. It could be life that happens. It could be the dog that runs away. It could be... You know, you're just sick, whatever it is, and you get off that that new pattern that not only was it a pattern, it was a higher standard. You're raising the standards for your life, right? And you're trying to be perfect. Well, here's what we've discovered. Perfection is no standard. Perfection is no standard at all because nobody can be perfect. Look, unless you happen to be, you know, the master of the universe, you're not gonna be perfect. And you have to realize that you're a human being. We all are going to get stuck in different areas at different times. Uh, for me, it's, um, well, there's a lot of areas I get stuck, but one that has plagued me for years is writing a book. People have said for years, Jeremy, you need to write a book. And I've said, yeah, I know. But I sit down and I start trying to write the book. And what happens? I get stuck. I get writer's block. I can't figure out what to write because I'm, I have this thing in my head that says, well, this is this is the book, you know. I mean, yeah, I can do videos, I can do audios, I can do podcasts, but but the book, this is gonna be down forever. This has got to be perfect. And I get stuck right there. Now others get stuck on other things. I was working with a friend of mine this week, and she got stuck doing a slideshow for a presentation that she needed to do. Now I can do slideshows in my sleep. And I was talking to her on the phone, and I said, Well, here, let me help you. And in just 15 minutes, I I helped her you know, outline her slideshow and she was off and running, but it took me, you know, helping guide her through that because I've already worked my way through that. Now she was stuck there. That was something that was holding her back and we all get stuck. So don't beat yourself up because you're getting stuck. Don't get beat yourself up because you're trying to be perfect. Here's the most important thing to do. Just get started. Just get started. The power of momentum. You've heard me use the metaphor before that a freight train, going 40 miles an hour can blow through a wall 10 feet thick of concrete. 10 feet of concrete, a train just going 40 miles per hour. But that same freight train, if you put a one inch square block in front of just one wheel, while that train is standing still, that train cannot get going. That is the power of momentum. And so whether it's me writing a book or my friend doing her slideshow or, you know, getting into a new exercise routine or getting your finances under control or starting the new business or whatever it is that you set out as a new goal for 2020, don't let perfection get in the way. Don't let perfection kill your progress. Just remember, you've got to get started and you just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And just remember this, it is the worst right now that it's ever going to be. It's the worst it's ever going to be. Somebody taught me this a long time ago whenever I was learning to make presentations because I'm an introvert and I don't actually like to make presentations, even though I do a lot of them. Um, they always scare me. 
And the first time I got up to do this, somebody told me, he said, Jeremy, don't worry. It's the worst it's going to be. <laughs> Yay. As though that was going to make me feel better. But in a strange way, it did. This is the hardest it's going to be right now when you're starting off. But I will tell you this from personal experience. If you start and stop and start and stop and start and stop and start and stop, you continue to relive the hardest part over and over and over again. If you keep starting and stopping, you keep reliving the hardest part. So let perfection go. Let this idea that, oh, it's got to be perfect. Oh, I, I, I really want to make a mark. I really want to set a high standard. Let that go and just get started and make a decision. You're going to keep getting better and you're going to keep getting better. That's how you're going to make progress. Another very similar thing that kills progress is this use of language and something that we call language softeners. So for example, I have a guy that I've been working on a project with and it doesn't matter what it is, there's always an obstacle and he always tells me why it's not gonna work. And so I finally say to him, I say, man, you need to be more optimistic. There is always a solution. And he says to me, I'm not negative. I'm just a realist. Now listen to that language. I'm not negative, I'm just a realist. What that language pattern tells us is that he can't stand the idea of being called a negative person, so he softens it and he says, I'm a realist. But the reality is he's a negative person and he just masks it by calling it realism rather than calling it what it is. He's always trying to find what's wrong with the situation. You see, we do that as humans. We don't like the idea of being something negative. No one wants to be called a perfectionist. Nobody says, oh, I'm a perfectionist. What do they say? I'm not a perfectionist. I just want excellence. You see, if they had to live with this idea that I'm a perfectionist, then they would feel like a bad person. They're snooty. They've got their nose stuck up. They're trying to be perfect. No, I'm not a perfectionist. I just really like excellence. And so now that we have come to the understanding that we're not perfectionists, we just like excellence. Well, now it's okay to take nine months to bring a product to the market because we're just striving for excellence, even though the market left us months ago. Or how about this? Somebody's trying to raise their internal financial thermostat. They're trying to think with more abundance, and they come out with a statement that says, I'm not cheap. I just like to stretch my money. Yeah, that's why they're always going to the discount store and buying up half the clearance rack, because we're stretching the money. You see, what these stories tell us, they're softeners that tell us a reflection of our identity about ourselves. But these softeners also take the pain away from the reality of what we're trying to cover. The person who goes to the discount store and buys up half the clearance rack really is a cheap person, and they really do have a low financial abundance thermostat. The perfectionist, the person who says, I just want excellence, really is a perfectionist. And they get stuck in the cycle of trying to be perfect. The person who says, I'm just a realist, really is a negative person who always finds everything that's wrong. They just don't want to admit it. But if we want to make progress and we want to become the person that we're supposed to be in 2020 and beyond, we have to peel back these stories that we tell ourselves, we have to let go of the softeners 
And we have to say, what's the truth about myself? Am I being a little pessimistic? Am I being a little negative? Do I need to be a little less realistic and a little more optimistic? Do I need to be a little less cheap and maybe experience what it means to have that abundance? What softeners have you been using in your life that might be pushing away the truth that you need to come to grips with? One of my mentors used to always say, no progress can be made until the unsaid things are spoken. Softeners are unsaid things. Softeners are the language patterns we use to cover those unsaid things. So here's the question. What unsaid things in your life need to come to the surface? They need to be said to yourself. You need to say it to yourself. So you can admit it and you can say, okay, I got to get rid of this. Because only in saying the unspoken can we start to make progress. A desire to be perfect becomes masked as excellence, but it still kills progress. And I believe that progress is king. I believe that if you want to be perfect, perfection looks like progress. Progress is perfection. Because progress keeps the momentum going. Once you kill the momentum, you have to keep starting over and over. You can't keep starting over and over. Otherwise, you keep doing the hardest part over and over again. Sometimes you just have to let go. Sometimes you just have to let it go and let it be imperfect. Sometimes you have to let go and expose yourself and be a little bit vulnerable. Sometimes you have to be real. Sometimes you have to just let the world know you're actually human. Sometimes you have to let the masks disappear and let the world realize that you are anything but perfection because actually when you do that, you become so real to those people that they realize that if this person can be real, so can I. As you think about 2020 and you think about January and your new goals for the year, some of the New Year's resolutions that maybe you've already failed on, I want to encourage you to just get back on. Get back on the horse, get back on the bandwagon, and keep pushing forward. Perfection will kill your progress. To me, progress is perfection. As long as you're making progress, you keep moving forward. So let go and keep moving. folks, thanks so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out my brand new personal development program, Think Rich 2020. This is a program that's built on the success classic, Think and Grow Rich, taking the 13 principles of success as laid out by Napoleon Hill. And I've expanded upon it, added a whole lot of additional video training and personal experiences and all sorts of great stuff. I know you're going to love it. In fact, the feedback I've been getting from people already is fantastic. So all you need to do is go to Think thinkrich2020.com, thinkrich2020.com, and go check it out for yourself. And 
just let me know what you think. Send me an email, jeremy at jeremyhwhaley.com. Let me know what you think about the entire thing. Also, if you haven't subscribed already, uh, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast. I would certainly appreciate that. And if, while you're there, maybe just leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Or if you're not on Apple, then you can find us over at Google Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or anywhere else that you like to listen to podcasts. And of course, I'd love your review there as well so you can share it with your friends and you can be alerted every time a new episode comes out. All right. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you were created to live an extraordinary life. So embrace it. Live extraordinary. I'll see you next time.